You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 192. No matter what, you must have daily conversations with both buyers and sellers of real estate every single day. You need to talk to people. I don't care where it comes from, okay? But you need to be in conversations all the time. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Hello, everybody. It is Brent Daniels here, and this is a quick presentation. It is something that I put together. Literally, I stayed up last night. It was just bursting out of me, and it was just I was thinking about all of the conversations that I've had with just superstar wholesalers around the country. I've had the fortune to be able to be around some of the best of the best of the best around the country, and there are six traits, six skills that they all have in common. And I wanted to put it together in a quick little presentation here for you. It's 12 slides, it'll take no time at all, but I think it's so important to check this out. So these are the six skills you need to be a superstar wholesaler. Number one, let's jump right into it, baby. Number one, management of your priorities. Okay, this is not talking about time management. We talk about time management. We hear about time management all the time. We talk about, we hear about and talk about, you know, we don't have enough time for this or what happened to the day or what, you know, I just, you know, I work a full-time job and I can't get my foothold in the wholesaling business. I think that is complete BS. Okay, I think that it is not about time management. It is about priority management. There is no such thing as time management. What we run into is we run into non-productive work habits and creative avoidance. What does that mean? Non-productive work habits means that we do everything besides the things that are income-producing activities. Okay, or maybe it's just that you've you've worked in in a job for so long or you've been in a certain business for so long or you've been an entrepreneur for so long and you've been repeating the same year over year when it comes to income because you just get into the habit of doing the same things, putting the same things into your priority list than the income producing activities. So this is so key. It is putting the income producing activities as a huge priority in your business, in your week, in your day. We have 168 hours in a week, 168 hours. Even if you slept eight hours a day, seven days a week, which most of us don't, right? You still have 112 waking hours to provide value to the marketplace, to provide value to the marketplace for family, friends, relaxing, reading, entertainment. I mean, really look at how much time you have. How much time are you out there not producing? How much time are there? Are, are you wasting time? How much time are you in your head thinking too much about the things that you want to do as opposed to taking action on them? So why do we do that? Because we don't have the certainty that we need. We don't have the certainty and that certainty builds our beliefs. When we have the belief that we have so much potential, that's when we take so much massive action. 
And you know what happens when you take massive action is you get massive results. That is a fact. It is all a circle, right? It is all about, you know, you, you need those results in your head to make sure that you have the certainty that what you're doing is going to be productive and successful. So, and, and has the potential to change your life or financial life or the freedom that you want in life, whether it be time or, or finances or whatever. And that leads to the potential that leads to the action. So how much time are you wasting? How much time if you really literally looked at it? If I literally followed you around and marked everything that you did on a daily basis, how much of that time do you put into the wholesaling business? The best of the best of the best superstars in this industry are obsessed They are obsessed with this business. They are obsessed about finding the next biggest, juiciest deal. They're obsessed about building their cash buyer database. They are obsessed about learning how to comp properties and understanding values. They are obsessed with different exit strategies. They are obsessed with all of this because that's what leads to income producing activities. Be obsessed. That is the priority there. It's a management of that priority. How much emphasis are you putting on that priority? Another thought. And this is something that I talk to my students a lot about is what if I literally was right there beside you and I was handing you a thousand dollars an hour to be on the phones? What if I hand you a thousand dollars an hour just to talk to homeowners, both buyers and sellers of real estate? What if I literally gave you a thousand dollars cash, crisp hundred dollar bills every hour? I guarantee you, you wouldn't get off the phone. I guarantee you, you would be on appointments all the time. I guarantee you, you would be doing everything that you could to be in front of real estate sellers and buyers all the time. But I'm telling you, that is what the best superstars in the wholesaling business are doing. They're making over a thousand dollars an hour because they are getting in front of buyers and sellers every single day. And work like crazy. Here's the last little bullet point. I know that this is, this is really a cheesy PowerPoint. I literally put this thing together myself last night. I was just, I had to get it out. So I put it out. So it's not the best and, and the, the most elaborate presentation, but the point that these, these facts still remain the same. Work like crazy to build up your bank account. Wholesaling is hitting the lottery. Wholesaling is a cash machine. What does that allow you to do? Buy assets, pay off debts, create business systems. Once you get all that going, once you're, once you're paying off all your debts and you're not worried about your car payment, your mortgage, your student loans, credit cards, all these things, once you're buying rental properties and getting positive cash flow and building assets, once you build the business systems to be able to run without you every single day in it, then you get to determine what priorities determine your lifestyle. Maybe your lifestyle is you love doing those things and you want to keep doing those things. Great. Maybe you want to do something where you're in the woods or on the beach or whatever it is most of the time. You have to get to that point where you're building it up and building it up and building it up. And doing that is by putting a huge emphasis on the priorities, the priority of income producing activities. Woo! Let's go. Number two, talk to people. Now, I'm known as the talk to people guy. I'm known as the cold calling guy. I get it. I'm not going to hit on that as much here. Obviously, I think it's the most effective way to build your business, but I don't want to just box myself into that and box you into it right now. What I want to talk about is no matter what, you must have daily conversations with both buyers and sellers of real estate every single day. You need to talk to people. I don't care where it comes from, okay? But you need to be in conversations all the time. You need to talk to new people every day to build up your pipeline of leads and your database of cash buyers. You need to talk to people every single day. 
What is your lead to closing ratio? Basically, all that means is how many leads you need to get paid. Is it 10? Is it two? Is it 100? Is it 500? How many leads do you need? You need to know this number because that'll help you determine how many leads you need to put into your pipeline every single day to reach your goals. You know, lead to closing ratio. And then also with that, when you close a deal, how many new leads do you need to replace that deal? If you think it's just one, it's not. Typically in a business, let's say that you have 50 leads to get a deal. Well, once you close that deal, you have to replace it with 50 more leads. It's never ending. It's always going. It's always rolling. It's always putting into your database, into your lead follow-up. It is so huge. You need to be able to replace the deals that you already close, or you're going to go like this all the time. It needs to be consistent. You need to be on an upward slope, man. You need to be crazy. You need to be, you know, talking to new people every single day to build that up. And they either call you or you call them. It's up to you. There's people making and superstars around the country that all they do is get incoming calls from radio, from pay-per-click, from bandit signs, from mail. You know, they have people calling into them and they're great leads and they close a bunch and they make a ton of money. That's great. And then there's also a group of crazy people that prospect every day, pick up the phone and be proactive and call the homeowners instead of waiting around for them to call you. It just depends on how you want to build your business. Do you want to build it on marketing or prospecting? Do you want a combination of it both? You know, in this marketplace, those that are first to the door win. Those that are only negotiating with the seller and not with multiple other cash buyers get the best deals. That's a fact. The only way to do that is to make sure that you're talking to people every single day. The superstars do this. You can do this. Fanatical lead follow-up. Fanatical. I see it so many times. It is a huge question with my students or people on Facebook or people reaching out. How do I do the follow-up? How do you do the follow-up? You follow up. You pick up the phone and you call them. You need to be fanatical about it. 80% of your income is going to come from your follow-up. It's not from people just one call closes. It's 80% is going to be follow-up in this business. This is real estate. This is not people paying $49.99 on Amazon with one click to buy a product. Okay, this is real estate. This is something that's big and juicy and life-changing for people to transact. So 80% of it is follow-up. Let me ask you this question. How many complaints are you getting from your leads because you follow up too much? How many complaints? I've never had a complaint. Never. Thousands and thousands of thousands of leads in my database. Never got a complaint that me or my acquisition managers have followed up too much. It's never happened. But how many deals are you losing because you didn't follow up in a timely manner? Seriously, how many do you lose because you didn't follow up? It happens all the time. Things slip through the cracks. You build up this big pile of leads and then you get overwhelmed and you don't follow up with them or, or you know, you're having a bad day. So you don't want to make those calls when you're supposed to. You got to follow up with these leads. It is so critical. You're not going to lose deals from excess follow up. You lose deals from a lack of follow up. And there is a difference between hot leads, warm leads and looky loose. There's only three. There's three types of leads. Hot leads want to sell. Now, this is a very controversial subject because a lot of people say you need to talk to the people that need to sell. I think that is totally false. That is that I know I've had plenty of experience with people need to sell their property and they don't. 
They don't sign a contract. To sign a contract, they have to want to sell. That's what the bells need to be ringing when you are talking to a prospect and they want to sell. A great question for that is, how long have you been thinking about selling? It's a great question because it's going to determine whether they say, well, I really haven't and I don't really need to, but I wanted to see what you would give me, right? We all go through this. We all experience this. So do they want to sell? Yes, they want to sell. And they're going to sign a contract in the next seven to 10 days. They need to make a decision now. They're going to sign a purchase contract with somebody. Let's let it be you, okay? And they have a problem that you can solve. There's plenty of people that they want to sell their property. They want to sign a contract in the next seven to 10 days, but they want 200% of what the value is. That's not a problem you can solve. You got to dig deep and find the problems that you can solve. What is the problems that you can solve? Probate, pre-foreclosure, tired landlord, uh, inheritance, uh, tax default, uh, liens on the property. The condition is totally beat up. Uh, it's a piece of land that's just been sitting there and they have to pay taxes on it every year and it's a financial burden. There's so many different reasons, so many different problems that you can solve out there, but make sure that they have a problem. Make sure they have a problem. If they don't have a problem, then how can you help them? Our income is based on solving problems. That's what we do in this business. We're problem solvers, baby. Every single day we're out there solving problems. So you got to look out for those. Warm leads are the same as hot leads, but they have a longer timeline. That's it. They have a longer timeline. The tenants are in there for the next four months. They can't make a decision until probate's all the way through. They got to make sure that they clean out the property or whatever. And and they want to make sure that they get all of their loved ones' valuables out of the property before they close. Any sorts of different things. They're out of town for a while. They're they're going to Europe or, or wherever. They're going on a trip. All these different things help extend that timeline. Okay, so all warm leads are, they're hot leads, they want to sell, they have a problem, they just have a longer timeline. The Hot and warm are the only leads that you need in your business. That's it. Those are the ones that are in your pipeline to follow up with. And then looky-loos are just testing to see how much you'll give them. That's all looky-loos are doing. They don't necessarily have a problem. They don't necessarily want to sell. They just want to know what you would give them. They're looking for the deal of a lifetime. Superstars understand that and superstars understand that a trash can is the best friend. Delete, dead, trash can, gone. Get them out of your pipeline. They will clog up your pipeline and they will distract you from the good, hot and warm leads that are in there. You got to get rid of them. Don't hang on to them. Having a lot of leads does not mean having a lot of deals. Having a lot of leads just means that you're not qualifying them enough. You're not getting them into the trash can. Get them into the trash can. Let's be honest. If you did 50 superstars, the definition I have for for a superstar is somebody doing a minimum of 50 deals a year. 50, 100, 150, 200. If you're doing that many, you only have to talk to 50 to 200 people that'll do business with you a year compared to the amount of homes there are in your marketplace. Let's not blow this out of proportion. You don't need 5,000, 10,000 leads in your pipeline. You need the best leads in your pipeline. You need two a week that are going to sign a contract. And then you're a superstar. So get rid of all the fat. Cut it out. Get rid of all the people that are just wasting your time and will never do business with you. The trash can is your friend. Number four, they all superstars have strong pre-qualifying. All right, this literally creates the path you need to go down to determine if this is a deal. How do you know if it's a deal or if somebody's going to do business with you if you don't pre-qualify them? I see it all the time. This is something that is very common when you're first in this business. 
is that you don't do enough pre-qualifying because you don't want it to not be a deal. You don't want it to not be a lead. That's fine. Let it not be a lead. Let it, If they're never going to do business with you, you need to know that as soon as possible. The only way to do that is to be strong at pre-qualifying. And there's four pillars of pre-qualifying. Okay. One, the condition of the house. Okay. Is the property completely remodeled, pristine, beautiful, or is it totally, it has it had fire damage, water damage, has the tenants just beat it to hell? I mean, is it roof leaking? I mean, these are the things that we're looking for and listening for when it comes to the condition of the property. Two, their timeline to sell. When do they need to sell? If they need to sell in three years, that's a lot different than if they need to sell in three days. Okay. So the timeline is so important. Okay, and figuring out when they're going to make a decision will help you determine the way that you cater your follow up with these people. Three, motivation to sell. What is their problem? What is their motivation to sell? Well, my motivation to sell is I got a job somewhere else. My house is in beautiful condition and I need to sell it right away. What do you think their price is going to be? Honestly, in your experience, what do you think their price is going to be? Market value? You're right. You're right. You know, so really, what is their motivation? What is their problem that you can solve? You need to figure that out through great pre-qualifying questions. Number four, what is the price they want? This is the hardest one to get out of homeowners. If you've had any experience in this business, you know that getting the price out of them is the hardest part of the pre-qualifying. Now, the best deals, the biggest deals, the fattest deals that you ever get are when they give you the price first right off the bat. It is. It's the fact. They say, you give me $150,000 for this house, it's yours. And it's a smoking deal at that price, whatever. So getting the price is important. There's so many different techniques for getting a price out of somebody. So just, you know, start working it. Start asking the questions. You know, give me a ballpark of what you think the property's worth. You've owned it for a long period of time. You know, what are homes similar to yours in the area selling for? You know, just give me a range. I'm not going to hold you to it. But, you know, how much repairs do you think it needs? You know, start working back. Start figuring out what price they're looking for. It's so huge with pre-qualifying because they could be, it could be a terrible property. They could need to sell it now in the next couple days. It can be that they can't pay the bills on it anymore. They can't fix it up or, you know, it's going to be, it keeps getting broken into or whatever, and they need to sell it, but they they want 400,000. It's worth 200 because they think the land is worth a million bucks, whatever it is. We run into this all the time. The price is the final glue. That is what pulls this all together. It's the most important one and it's the hardest to get. So start working on how to ask the right questions to get the price out of them. Every seller has a magic number on on what their property is worth. What's your magic number? There's a ton of different techniques. Just start learning them. And pre-qualifying allows you to customize your offer presentation to them. If you know what their problem is, if you know what their price is, if you know what their timeline is, if you know the condition of the property, you know how to speak to them when you're talking to them. You know what questions to ask in your offer presentation. And then it keeps you aligned with your priorities. If you are running around all the time, if your priority is to get as many wholesale deals as you possibly can to help as many sellers as you can, how do you do that if you are on unqualified appointments all the time when it takes you... 30 minutes to drive there, an hour at the house, 20 minutes at the house, half hour at the house, another half hour to come back, 20 minutes to do due diligence. All of a sudden, you put three hours into each appointment that could be used to be picking up the phone and doing lead follow-up or getting new deals or taking incoming calls or whatever it is. 
You got to align with your priorities. If your priorities is to make as much impact on the marketplace as possible, how can you do that if you're running around having appointments and doing all this work for people that'll never do business with you? It doesn't make sense. It never makes sense. You need the best of the best of the best pre-qualify 100% of the properties 100% of the time. They know what they're getting into. They know how to cater their presentations. They know what problem it is that they need to solve and they just stay aligned with their priorities. Awesome. Number five, we're going quick here because I know that I want to get this all into you as quickly as possible because attention spans now are like hummingbirds floating all over the place. So great offer presentation. This is something that isn't talked about a lot, but having a great offer presentation makes or breaks a deal, makes or breaks whether somebody is going to do business with you. And this happens either over the phone or in person. It doesn't matter. You start the offer presentation over the phone, typically by doing the pre-qualifying, by asking really good questions, qualifying questions. It'll help you put together your offer presentation. And great presenters, great wholesalers, superstar wholesalers are experts at asking questions. Experts at asking questions. Even when somebody is closed off and they're not giving you a lot of information, you know, they have that knee jerk, you know, they kind of want to stiff arm you a little bit. Great, great, great superstar wholesalers are great at asking questions and pivoting when they need to pivot with questions. If prospects or or homeowners or even cash buyers start throwing out wild, you know, kind of red herring, so to speak, where they're just, you know, go off topic, we direct it back with really great questions. When they want to know the price right now, then we start talking about the condition of the property. We start asking them, you know, how long have they been thinking about selling? We start asking them, when was the last time you remodeled? Have you remodeled the kitchen and bathroom in the last five years? You know, it looks like the square footage on Zillow is about 1,356 square feet. Does that sound right? How long have you owned the property? A lot of great questions to be able to control the conversation. And most of it is just listening We talk too much. We talk way too much. Ask questions, shut up. Easy, right? Try it. Body language, tone of voice, and tempo. Your body language when you are on appointment is so critical. If you are there and you're robust and you're telling them, you know, that you're the best and you're, you, you buy so many houses and you know what this is worth and everything like that, it doesn't work. You need to mirror and match your people that when you're in front of them, you need to understand the way that they carry themselves and you need to be able to make them comfortable with you physically. It is huge. It is a huge part of communication. So you got to be aware that you need to take the time to learn how to make people feel comfortable using your body language. Now, your tone has to be appropriate. You can't go in there and be bombastic and be crazy and be like a, you know, a fireball that just rips through their house and then, you know, sign the contract type of thing. You need to watch your tone. You need to watch your tempo. You need to use your tone of voice appropriately. depending on personality styles, and we'll get to that, but these are things that you got to focus on. Certainty and likability. When you are giving the offer presentation, when you are presenting them with the contract or an offer over the phone or whatever it is, you need to be certain on your price and you need to be likable. You can't just throw it out at them like a robot. Just, this is what it is. This is the price that I can give you. That's it. Boom. Uh, you got to be certain on your price 
and you got to be likable. It is huge. This was taught to me by Todd Toback. This was taught to my team by Todd Toback, who, oh, by the way, has a, the most ridiculous coaching program out there for elite superstars. So check that out. But he taught this to us last October, and my deals went up from 13400 to 23000 just from this little little thing of certainty and likability. When you anchor a price low, you need to be certain of that. You can't be waffling. You can't be like, well, you know, I just, uh, you know, it looks like I could probably give you like 110. Be certain in your pricing and be likable. Likability is to, again, goes back to your body language and your tone of voice. It is critical. Confirm and approve what they are saying. Don't be in disalignment with them and disagree with them on whatever they think. You're not going to change their mind. It's not your job to change their mind. Confirm what they're saying and approve it and then ask questions. It is critical. Yeah, I understand that you need 110000 for it, and I totally get it. I would want that too. But unfortunately, the way that our numbers work, we can only give you seventy-five. You know, is that a pro- is that a price that you can live with, right? If then statements, this is great. Bob, if I can get you the price that you want and the conditions of the contract are, you know, perfect for you and you understand we can close on time and it's cash and it's as is and you don't have, you can leave all your stuff there, then will you sign the contract? If then questions. If I show up at one o'clock tomorrow, then will you be there? Right? If then is so huge, it gets a commitment from them. If then, start using it, start looking into it, start researching it, it'll change your life. Advanced agreements on your offer presentation. That's just like I just mentioned there before advanced agreements. If I come over to the house and what I say makes sense and you feel totally comfortable doing business with me, are you ready to sign the paperwork when I come? Yes. Advanced agreements. You're already getting advanced agreements. Are you going to be there when I show up? Are the tenants going to be comfortable getting out of the property before their lease is up? Would they be willing to to break that lease? Any advanced agreements that you can, get those advanced agreements on the phone before you go on the appointment. Mostly it's about signing the contract. Mostly it's about working with you. If when we meet, you feel comfortable and confident that I can get this done for you, then are you willing to work with me? Yes. Okay, great. Sounds awesome. Can't wait to meet you on Thursday at two o'clock, whatever it is. And superstars, the best of the best of the best, assume they're going to get the signed contract. They go into every appointment assuming they're going to sign it. My acquisition managers carry stacks and stacks and stacks of contracts with them because they just assume that they're going to get every single one of them signed. And oftentimes they do because they they already assume that they're going to sign. They have that that assumption in their head. They have that confidence in their head. They have their certainty in their head that they're going to get the contract signed. Have that. Assume the sale. That's what superstars do. Assume that you're going to get the paperwork signed. You're going to see I kind of interchange between contract, paperwork, agreement. I like agreement and paperwork when it comes to working with a seller. It just sounds a lot better than contract, but it really doesn't matter. It's up to you. I'm just using contract because I'm speaking to you, superstars. So yeah, whatever you want to use there. Number six is competency. The last one is competency. And guys, this is where you are made or broken. Make or break. I think that's it. Make or break here is the competency. And it's in two forms, people and properties. So let's go with with the properties first because we're wholesalers, okay? The competency is what is the value of this deal? It is so huge. Is this a deal or is this not a deal? And 
How big is the deal? I'm telling you, when I first started out, I left $90,000 on the table selling to other wholesalers because I didn't understand the value of the property. $90,000 over the lifetime of my career, it's easily half a million dollars. I'm still learning. I'm still improving. My team, my company is still learning, still progressing, evolving with learning the value of certain properties. There's so much there. And is this a deal at this price or is it not a deal? The worst thing that deflates our sales is when we're first starting out in this business and we sign up a contract, we're so excited to get there. We're so excited we can taste the assignment fee. We can taste the five, 10, 15, 20,000, $100,000 deal that we have. And then it's just not a deal. So there's some, there's some ways to avoid that mentor under an appraiser, real estate investor, or another investor. Lean on people, mentor under them. Be okay with not getting the full amount off the bat as you're learning. You know what I mean? It's better than not having any deals or wasting so much time and getting the seller's expectations up that you can close the deal and get it done. Mentor under somebody. It's very easy. Just call them up. Ask them if you could just pay them a hundred bucks to spend three hours with you or whatever, an hour. You know, learn how people are looking at the masters at valuing property, what they're looking at. It is so worth your time. Understand comp properties. To understand how to find, to comp properties, you have to comp a lot of properties. I have the best buyers in Phoenix right now. I can tell them an address and how many bedrooms and bath, and they can tell me within 30 seconds if they want that deal or not. For real. Because they comp all day long. They understand value all day long. They understand what their profits need to be. They understand how much it's going to cost. They understand all these things that fast because they comp all day long. A lot of these guys were like, born and made in the fires of the trustee foreclosure auctions where you had to be able to comp hundreds of properties every single day to see which ones were deals, which ones you wanted to bid on. And because of that, they become the best. So just comp a lot of properties, okay? Go comp properties and go preview properties. Go see the properties, drive by the properties that you see have closed for certain prices. Go to the open house on the flip that they're doing and see how long it takes for them to sell at that price and what what type of uh, fixtures and finishes and what they've done to the house to get a, a home buyer to want to buy it. Preview properties, it's huge. Study exit strategies. This is something that is an ongoing excitement for me is different exit strategies. Do you know that there's some fix and flippers in your market that will take $0 on a flip? $0 profit. Why would they do that, Brent? Because they need to keep their crews. They need to always churn and churn and churn. And they always, they're responsible for keeping their best crews busy. Did you know that? I'm sure you knew that. But did you know that they're willing to get zero or a thousand or two thousand dollars? Did you know that? That means they can pay for more because they need properties. If they don't have properties, then their guys go into the wind. When they go into the wind, when they need them, they don't have them. It's huge. What about people that want to just live in the property but have cash? What about foreign buyers that they, they've saved up a bunch of money and they just want to come in and they want to buy a house and they want to fix it up themselves or whatever? They pay the most. What about people that want to put it into their rental portfolios? What about people that want to put it into their rental portfolios and then do a lease option with somebody that has bad credit for a much higher price and that's how they make their money in their business? There's a ton. There is a ton. How about people that want to put their money down, buy it cash, and then do seller financing, earn interest on that cash to somebody that can't get a traditional loan? There are so many different strategies for buyers. Learn them. Understand them. 
That way you can push the values of your deals. You can get bigger deals this way. It's what we're doing. It's successful. This is what superstars do. Look for what they're buying and what are they paying? Most importantly, what are they paying for? It'll start giving you trends. Call up your cash buyers. Have a meeting with them. See what they're buying. See what their costs are. Understand how much profits they're looking to get. That leads into the next one. What is the average profit margins investors are looking for in a flip? Do you know? Is it 20%? Is it 10%? Is it $10,000? Is it $20,000? Start figuring out how much people are looking for as a minimum in their flips. And that'll help you understand what you can sell these properties for. How much does it cost to renovate a property? Use broad strokes. Everybody's costs are different. If my family is all contractors and I can do all the labor for basically free and I can get and just pay for the cost, it's going to cost me a lot less to fix up a property than it would if somebody else is hiring a crew and a contractor and they're doing their first flip and it costs them 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% more to do that flip. This is real life for sure. So use broad strokes. Typically what I do is if it's a thousand square feet or below, I say it's going to cost 25,000. If it's a thousand of 15, 30,000, 15 to two, 35,000, over 2,000, 40 to 50,000 square feet. Does it need a new roof? Okay, that's five grand on a typical house. Does it need pool resurfacing? Another five grand. Does it need AC? Another five grand. Use broad strokes. You don't have to be perfect with it. You don't have to dissect every deal, hand it over to your cash buyer and say, this is what it should cost you to do it. It doesn't make sense. They know their costs. Some are more than others. Some will laugh in your face. Good. Find the ones that won't. Find the ones that are hungry. Find the ones that have the sweat equity to put into these properties. The more that you're talking to people, number two, and building up your cash buyer database, the more that you have the ability to find those buyers that their costs are lower. It's huge. And now we get to the people side of competency. What is their personality style? There's only four, analytical, driver, expressive, amiable. An analytical is like an engineer type. It's all numbers with them. They're low emotion and they ask questions. That's the big thing, okay? Driver, driver's like, boom, 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 get it done. Their, their whole thing is like, get shit done, right? That's their mentality. They're low emotion and they just tell people a lot of things, right? You can read these, you can start to understand personality types so you know how to communicate the way they want to be communicated with. Expressives. Expressives just love talking and they love telling you stuff. They're telling you a bunch and they just talk, 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 talk. High emotion, high emotion and amiable. They don't like talking much. They're very emotional and they like asking questions. They want the world to be great. They want it to be cozy and wonderful and they want everybody to be happy. Okay. Start learning those personality types. It is huge. And understand that 80% of the decisions that home sellers make is to avoid the pain, is to solve that problem. 80%. 20% is to gain the pleasure, to get that money. You know, they just inherited or they've owned it for a while, now they need it. You know, but 80% of it, people are, you know, in pain. Solve that pain. Solve that problem. 80% of it. So go with it, understanding that. You need to be compassionate. You need to have emotional intelligence. You need to understand something called empathy, which basically means putting yourself in their shoes and develop versatility for all four of them. You should be able to break down the numbers with an analytical, with a fine tooth comb. This is why we're offering you what we're offering. You need to be blunt and this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And this is how much you're going to make to a buyer. 
You need to be able to tell them all about the things that are exciting and be able to tell you what, how tasteful the remodel is going to be and how incredible it's going to be for them to not have to worry about this and blah, blah, blah with expressives and with amiables. You need to tell them about, you need to talk to them about what it's going to do to the community to have a beautiful house on the street, how a family is going to live there and start building memories there, how they're going to be able to, you know, really love this house and cherish it and, and give it the love that it deserves. Versatility. It's huge. So let's recap. Told you this was going to be quick. It's it's 12 slides. This is crazy. Manage your priorities. It's not time management. Talk to people every single day. New people. Build the pipeline. Know how many leads you need to replace a deal that you have. Fanatical lead follow-up. That's where the money's made. That is where you are doing business. Strong pre-qualifying. Is this somebody that you should be spending time with? Okay. Is this somebody that, that is in line with your priorities? Offer presentation, certainty, likability, understanding, you know, all of the pre-qualifying that you did before leads up to your ability to have a great presentation and your competency. Is this a deal or is this not a deal? And what are the personality types that you're dealing with? That's it. This is the six skills that all superstars have in the wholesaling business. So start developing this. This is for you. This is out here. I'm pumped. I'm glad you've watched this whole thing. Thank you. It's just awesome. And if you want to learn more, if you want to get into my world, if you want to be in the most proactive program the most proactive system for finding the best deals. Check out Wholesaling Inc. forward slash TTP. Join my TTP coaching program. I will mentor you personally. Also, if you want to meet these superstars, if you want to be around them, if you believe that you are the five people that you spend the most time with, then you got to go to the Wholesaling Summit in Asheville, North Carolina, October 15th through the 17th. Click on WholesalingSummit2018.com or type it in, whatever it is, and get registered today. Only 300 seats. It's already two-thirds full. Get going now. You got to be there. Got to surround yourself. Get that network of amazing people. You can find me on YouTube. If you like these videos, you can check me out on YouTube. Subscribe to it at Brent Daniels Real Estate Coach. I would love to just, you know, have you in there and be a part of that. It's got some interesting different videos that I'm going to be uploading more and more and more. And you can certainly catch the best wholesaling information at the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. So check it out. Start working, start looking at these six skills seriously. It is going to take you from, you know, wherever you're at to superstar status. So hope this was uh, good information to you. I love you guys. Keep going out there and I encourage you to talk to people. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.